Okay, go. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm not peeking. 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 Duck. Your nerdiness has just really exceeded all previous nerdinesses. How is that? How is Peking Duck nerdy? SF Life. I am your host, Jana, and I am joined by my pal, Farzad. Yeah, we took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. We have some updates for you guys. I think we can probably just jump right into it. I'm going to steal the show a little bit. Oh, fine. Uh, per usual. And um, I think on the last episode, I had m- we had kind of like dared each other to go meet somebody in real life, which... I had kind of done earlier that day. If you listened or if you didn't, I'll give you a quick update. But basically, I was riding in an Uber pool. I had taken the day off and was going to some different doctor's appointments, like rushing all around the city. Five doctor's appointments in one day and two visits to the DMV. It was a lot going on. But I was taking an Uber pool. This guy got in the in the pool with me. Pretty much. That's what happened in my head. I looked over and made a joke. He was dressed very nice, wearing a suit. <laughs> what? I'm adding what he would say, what he said when you made a joke. And he's like, ha, 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 He probably, I don't know if he laughed, but I told him it was too hot to be wearing that suit, which uh, looking back is a bit more suggestive than perhaps I had meant to be. But anyway, we, we continued having a conversation and I got out of the car and was disappointed that we didn't exchange numbers or have any other follow-ups right because i don't know it's kind of weird to meet someone in an uber and then you have to just like get out really quickly yeah it's it's i mean yeah it's a high pressure situation right like you gotta you gotta make your move quick before you like one of you gets out of the car right well exactly so i quickly made my exit when we got to my next doctor's appointment and i just went to the doctor's appointment and googled him based on his name that was listed on uber and then also the town where he said he was from. So luckily, he is a comic, I guess, in the area and had a lot of information on him. So at the podcast, we dared each other to, I guess the question was, should I reach out to him because I was able to find him quickly uh, or not? And we dared each other to meet someone in real life. So after the podcast, I went home and I Facebook messaged him and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I hope this isn't creepy, but I think I met you in an Uber. Enjoyed our conversation. Would like to have another. And I didn't really expect to hear anything back from him. And I didn't for a couple of days. And he actually messaged me back, which was crazy. I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, was, buddy. Yeah. So we he ended up messaging me back and we went out on a date when I got back from Dallas. And the date, I think it went it went well. This was last weekend, I guess, or last week. So the date went well. We had fun. And we have been texting a little bit since, but we couldn't like pin down a time for a next date. I think he's a night person and I'm a morning person. And I think he's probably fly by the seat of his pants a little bit more than I am. I have a pretty robust 
social life. And so I... Yeah, you hang out with me all the time. And my other friends. And your other friends, I guess. And I do fun things, like go to book reading things. But anyway, I I just need someone to make plans with me because otherwise I'm going to fill my time doing other things. And we've just had a hard time connecting and uh, figuring out another time to go out. So I think we've kind of been ghosted the last couple of days, but we will see how that goes. My expectations are pretty low, but if nothing else, it's a really fun story that, you know, I yeah. finally have the balls to like reach out to someone that I didn't, you know, already have a swipe on. So, you know, like from all the dating apps swipe. Well, it's good to finally like actually like a non digital meet, right? Like it's, you know, finally meeting someone in person and actually engaging with them and, you know, actually treating them like a human being. Like we, it's, it's, it's a little bit rare these days, you know? Right. No, absolutely. And I will say he had the most magnificent beard. Uh, so that was exciting. Yeah, buddy. What? You, I, everyone knows that you're a fan of the bearded men. That's true. But anyway, so that's my uh, missed connection update. It was less missed and more of a connection. So you mentioned also during this, like, I mean, that's 10-minute well, so monologue. Yeah, well, it's just, whatever. It's Janet. It's okay. We understand. I mean, hopefully that'll work out and or maybe it won't. I mean, we'll, but like I'm sending good energy your way. Oh, thanks. You also mentioned the DMV in, I think in the last episode as well, where you were, I think you mentioned at the end of it that uh, they, mm, I think the correct word is fucked up and made you manna. They did. I actually don't know if I realized it last time. So no, you did. Oh, okay. We, we did. We mentioned the fact that you were manna. Gotcha. Yeah. So I left the DMV. I, I entered the DMV a lady and I left a man according to the state of California. Right. So you then you went to Dallas and so you could, didn't really have time to deal to, to even work with it at all. So then when you came back, you went back to the DMV to try to solve it, right? I did. I had to go back to the DMV. They couldn't just fix it over the phone, even though it was their error. But anyway, I guess kind of another long story shorter is after I went a little bit debutante slash ballistic slash southern ice queen on them um i am finally a woman that resides in california according to my driver's license so was it a bit of a like the sloth scene in zootopia where like it was just one of those aggravating experiences it was they they made the mistake and then they said that I had to wait till the hard copy came in the mail of the license because all I had was the paper copy. And I said, well, why can't you just fix it now and like not waste the money sending me a hard copy? And they're like, well, it's just the process. I'm just following the process. So I just said, well, I need you to find me a better solution. I'm starting a new job tomorrow and don't have time for this. So you find me a solution and that'll be the process. <laughs> you guys, I don't know if you heard the sass and the ice queen in that voice, but... That was a lot more sass than ice queen. There's quite Uh, a bit of sass. I might have dropped the f bomb at the DMV, which the manager did not appreciate. (laughs) I was so livid, I was shaking, and I I don't ever get, I rarely get actually angry. Right, because you're kind and loving. I I try, but I just ooh, I just about lost it. They were asking me to come in for a third time. Yeah, no, 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 no. Anyway, so like I said. But everything's worked out now. You are now... They found me a solution. They found you a solution. Um, just, I had to ask for the manager's name and drop the F-bomb. So maybe not one of my finer moments, but it's definitely entertaining to the guy in the window next to me who was laughing um, <laughs> as my hand was shaking talking to this guy. But I, yes, I am... You are now Jana. 
I am now Jana in the state of California, and I am a female. Good job. That Welcome. was the least painless sex change in the history of the world, I'm sure. <laughs> Welcome to our state. Thank you. I'm glad to be here and, and, as a lady uh, and, and, and as a man for a little bit. For a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. It was. So what's what's been going on with you? What are the exciting yeah, things in so, Farzad land? So this weekend, actually, there was a event that happened called Journey to the End of the Night. That sounds ominous. It sounds like that. What's that movie where it's like, you know, it's the movie and then you just have like a free pass to go and like kill people or murder people. Oh, you mean the purge? Yeah. No. Like it sounds like It the sounds real like that. Purge. It sounds like a little purgy. It actually kind of felt a little purgy a little bit. I'll That's be honest. That's horrifying. What is wrong with you? I'll be a little honest. You? It's a little purgy, but like, no, it's not too bad. Mm. So, the, so the premise is it's essentially a game of tag that's played throughout the city of San Francisco. Similar to The Purge, except very when you get tagged, you're dead. They, no, well, well yeah, I haven't exactly. seen that movie, by the way. It's not that great, but just the premise was kind of awesome. So this one, the idea is that it's a game of tag. This year it was held, so it's held annually, and it's usually held in October. I think last year was held on Halloween itself. This year it was held on the 8th instead. So we started out at Fort Mason, and our play area essentially was North Beach, Marina, and Presidio. All of your favorite places that you oh. visit so often and know like know. the back of your it's hand. So great. So great. So the premise is that you are... So it's essentially a game of tag, right? You have some the people who are competing, and then there's the people who are trying to like get those ones out. So this year had a political theme, and so we were... So the, the players were politicians... And there's certain, and so in these in this neighborhood there are certain safe zones and states that we had to collect votes in, in these safe zones. And usually they were like, like landmarks and parks throughout these three neighborhoods, and so we would go. And so those areas were safe, and we couldn't be tagged there as right. politicians. And uh, also, Muni was a safe zone as well. So if you were on public transit, you were you were not allowed to be tagged. However, the bus stops were not safe zones. So if you were standing waiting for the bus, you could be tagged. So in this game of tag, let's just, uh, just to be clear. So you're running around, walking around. You can clearly take the bus if it's a safe zone, but you're not like allowed to take like Uber or Lyft or no bikes. No Uber, or... no Lyft, no like no, yeah, no bikes, uh, <laughs> no cars, nothing. You okay. had to, you had to use the only public, tra- the only um, you motorized. have to bust your legs and your wits. And yes, that's it. That's okay. exactly it. So BLW. A, I'll make sure to put that on their marketing material next year. Perfect. The, the so uh, as so uh, as I mentioned, there was a political theme. So you were a politician. So when you start out the game, you're given a blue ribbon that you tie around your right arm, and then you have to traverse the city to get to one of these states essentially and then there's like people there that like you have to convince them to get to get their vote and so like the one that i got that i got to go to uh was the vulture capitalists and so they're all like people in suits with money hanging off of them sounds pretty pretty accurate and not too made up no it was and then they, like they had like little vulture masks on and so like you had to talk to them and then that's creepy once you talk to them you then like they had like hula hoops and they're like First, you must jump through our hoops to get the vote. And so we had to like literally jump through hoops. And then we would get, we get a stamp on our little map sheet that said that we got their votes. 
Did you have to jump your whole body through it or just yes. like in and out? Nope. You had to jump. The, you had to put your whole body through the hoop. Did you have to like actually jump? No, they realized very quickly that you couldn't actually jump through the hula hoop. And because like the, actually the guy that we were talking to was taping his up because someone jumped through it and broke it. Okay. So he was just she's like, jump through my hoop, but not actually. Just step through it, please. Okay. Step through it gently. That was a question I had for you because hula hoops aren't that large nope. and adult humans can be i'm a and i am a large gentleman so it was uh it was a tight fit for me well so i mentioned that this is from the politician side you also have evil lobbyists and they're wearing red ribbons so i mentioned the pol- politicians are wearing blue ribbons the lobbyists who are the ones trying to get you are wearing red ribbons and so you're trying to avoid getting caught as a politician so basically like just stay in the safe zone stay on muni but like you gotta traverse somehow so actually i did this with a sarcastic girl and a few work work people and uh we met up with them we and so we were on union street we took the 45 towards we were going towards one of the states was coit tower so we had to make it to the top of coit tower and coit tower itself was a safe zone could you take the elevator up there is no elevator up to not not at the actual tip of coit tower but like the parking lot but like you had to like walk up the hill which is a hill it is a hill However, there's also no bus that goes directly from Union Street to Coit Towers. So we had to transfer buses from when we got to like North Beach. We had to switch to, I think it's the 43. No, it's not the 43. I forget what the number is, but it, there is a bus that, there's a Muni bus that takes you all the way up Coit Tower. So we had strategized that we would get off at Columbus and walk to, and like run to the bus stop or walk. So, so the, our group, went through a crowd and I thought that it would be better to walk through the open Washington square park because it's the open. You have a better, you're less likely to get ambushed because it's, it's open, right? You can see your surroundings unless they run faster than you, which is exactly what happened. We got through the park and literally on the corner, I see out of the corner of my eye, a man approaching with a red, red ribbon around his arm. And I'm like, fuck. And I ran away and sarcastic girl started screaming. And, but sadly she got caught. And then I felt bad, so I like went back and had her tag me out. So, Which is the gentlemanly thing. It is to a gentlemanly do. thing. We, it was a gentlemanly thing to do, and actually, it was a lot more fun with her than uh, if I was to do it alone. Was, yeah, so well, that, that's good. Yeah, it's good that a, a dating partner is more fun to hang out with than yourself. <laughs> than by yourself. I think that's You're probably lonesome. a good sign. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, so we got tagged out, and so we decided that it would we would just ride Muni to try to see if we can catch people who would like get on like try to like get on and get off in a non-safe zone uh which was actually a fun experience because we uh the bus stops so the end of the line at the 45 is at presidio and so a bunch of blue in, in the safe zone actually and so the a bunch of blue people got on and they saw us sitting in the back of the bus with red armbands and so they were like ah lobbyists and they all packed in the front of the bus so we essentially like there was like you know 75 people on the bus and we were like and we had to back to the bus to ourselves because nobody would dare to come near us. Even though it was a safe zone, they were still like pretty scared to come near us. It was I pretty have, funny. I have to say, I still question your, I still question your your tactic here because if you're on the bus and they're on the bus and it's safe and you're both getting off. Well, if they get off in an unsafe zone, we could tag them. Yeah, but you're on the bus. Yeah, so we would just puppy guarding. You just sit there and wait. You lie and wait for your prey. To get off the safe bus. Well, so like, let's get down, let's get down to brass tacks here. Um, not the bar. That'd be fun though. How many people did, did you we convert catch? from politician to lobbyist? None. We actually got off too early. 
Okay. I had another strategy which did not pan out. So. So now we know in the game of war, in the game of politics, in the game of zombieisms. Don't change your strategy halfway. Yes. Maybe, maybe Farzad is not as good of an ally as you thought. Shh. Shh. <laughs> shh. Um, so, anyways, that that happened, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, both sarcastic girl and I, and I had a ton of fun, and like a bunch of other, yeah, the work friends too. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so that was on Saturday. On Sunday, you you and I, Jana, had some had a bit of fun. Uh, we went to Fleet Week. We did. It's one of those things, you know, like it's my second time living here. Well, the second year I've lived here during Fleet Week and my third time to attend because when I visited San Francisco ages ago, I attended as well. And I feel like it's just one of those things that like never gets old. Right. It's like you forget that how fun it is, right? Like I think I mentioned to you, I was like, I forgot that I absolutely love air shows and it's a ton of fun um yeah so we watched the blue wing so when we showed up actually we showed up a bit late we caught we caught the tail end of it uh that was when they had the united 747 doing flying really low which was horrifying (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna lie i kept thinking to be a little bit somber but i kept thinking is this what it looked like during (laughs) 9-11 i mean like not to make light of it or make a joke but it was it was creepy it was a bit, it was cool, but it was, it was creepy. I thought it was cool. Like they're like, I mean, they didn't really do tricks, but the fact that they were like, I mean, how are you gonna do a trick with a passenger plane like that? But it was kind of cool that he was like practically buzzing like the bay, yeah, like, buzzing by seven forty seven standards, like way too close for comfort. But it was really cool. Like I got my adrenaline pumping. Yeah. And then so after that, they had the biplane yeah, guy. The one sponsored by Oracle. It was red. Oh, really? I didn't know, realize yeah. it was sponsored by Oracle. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. We were next to the... Uh, so F and I were standing between the little boathouse thing that all the pigeons sit on and the Oracle-sponsored fancy area. So I don't know if everybody could hear the Oracle announcer, but we could hear him really closely. And I guess it was his father-in-law that was actually flying the red biplane and he kept saying yeah baby like that's so annoying but the tricks you're doing are so sweet it's totally fine yeah like he would like stall and then do like multiple flips it was really amazing i'd never seen a plane just stall like that so he was hanging like he's not hanging because he's not attached to anything but he was just like sitting vertically in the air and it was just or like he Insane. had one trick where like he like came up, came into a salt and then slowly rotated and then like spun out and like did a, and then like just pulled off again. It was really fucking cool. I, I really enjoyed myself there. Yeah, that was good. And the Blue Angels is and then, yeah, good. And then, then it ended with the Blue Angels coming out. And that, I mean, the Blue Angels are just awesome. Yeah. Uh, then after that, guys, if you don't know the gloriousness of Slim Jims, let me tell you. <laughs> Slim yeah. Jims, apple slices, and wine yeah we went uh, to uh we stopped at the dateway we did stop at dateway and we picked up some slim jims and apples and wine and we sat in one of the marina parks i, I don't think that was marina's no it was fort mason oh, it that's was right, the, fort mason. the hill that's right, that's up right. above fort mason that's right yeah we sat there and just like ate our slim jims and ate our apples and i will say that neither one of those were my choices but they they ended up being delicious so so we went to the long now foundations bar and um, the interval that was the name of the bar and it's inside fort mason and for those of you that don't know it is actually a very magical and delicious place it's a bar a cafe and a library 
and they have neat things like an old clock or no it's a clock that will never stop running yeah did you know that i read that when i was uh when you had, yeah yeah it was when i looked it up it was really it, it, so it's, it's actually the long now foundation is a, is a foundation of futurists where they think about the future and stuff and so it's really cool hence the clock that will never run out right uh and so yeah and, and yeah the drinks are really fucking good we had the navy gimlet that was delicious it was delightful and refreshing it was it was awesome um so then after our park stuff we went to jana's favorite italian joint which farzad has stolen from me to impress the ladies i'm sorry you have good taste i do have outstanding taste so it is a little place in north beach on green called sodini's green valley restaurant Mm -hmm. it's like pretty much on the corner of grant and green and it is delicious. I discovered it when my sister was in town maybe a year ago, but it forced Farzad into coming with me a while ago. I did. And at first I was like, man, what is a, it's an Italian place in North Beach. I mean, how good is it really? I ate my words very quickly. I love it. Y'all should try it. So the food, the food's good. It's also the hospitality. Like that's what, yeah, it's really the hospitality that comes out to it. Like it, I, I can't tell you how many times I walked in there and the owner has been there, like just chilling at the bar. He sees me walk in and he's like, hello, my friend. How are you? You want a table? Hey, it's over here. Come on in. Like gives me a bear hug and like shakes my hand like total like, you know, mafioso, like but totally friendly kind of a thing. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Mr. Big on Sex in the City, but... I can see that, yeah. Yeah, um, when I first met him, I had a little bit of a crush on him, but now he's kind of just like a dad. Yeah. Not that I talk to him that often, but <laughs> I see him as a dad. But it was pretty cool when we were there this time. Um, oh, so they have... Well, first of all, the tablecloth is a piece of paper with uh, crayons. Mm -hmm. So F had stepped away from the table for a minute, so I, I drew him a beautiful picture of the fish. I will have that posted, but it is the, the, of uh, Omar and Philly. Omar is riding a skateboard. Omar was riding a skateboard, and uh, it was it was pretty awesome. So that just adds to the magic. Uh, they play Rat Pack music, and when we were there, I think it was at the end of what was it like the Italian Italian festival? Heritage Festival? Yeah, yeah. So there were all of these. You know, I honestly felt like I was at a restaurant in New York. It was. All of these people, you know, just very loud and boisterous mm -hmm. and happy. And it was it was so funny because that's just, you know, like that's not the type of family that I grew up in. Uh, we're pretty conservative. I grew up as a Presbyterian, which people call God's frozen chosen. If that gives any inclination as to how my family behaves. But um, it was so fun because, yeah, like F said, you know, the, the hospitality there is just great you walk in and you feel like family and there were literal families just yelling at each other kind of across the restaurant and and the food the food delish. is impeccable i mean it's if you want some good italian food like just like home style italian like nothing fancy nothing fancy but like i had the angel hair pesto oh my god it was so good jana had her oh her, her always favorite lasagna Every time. Every time. And uh, it was, again, very delicious. Very good. My leftovers didn't make it past breakfast. And they were good cold. <laughs> yeah. Cold no, I mean, lasagna. You can't was, beat it. It was pretty damn delicious. And I, and I got to give Jana credit on that one. That was, she, yeah. it's her find. And it was pretty fucking good. It was my sister's find. But I will take full credit. So, yeah. I mean, that was our week. Pretty San Franciscan, I feel. Pretty, very San Francisco. Couldn't it be? I mean... You're like a having having a sex change at the DMV. Yep. Uh, misconnection in an Uber. Yep. 
and uh, Fleet Week. Fleet Week. Zombie um, run. Zombie run. <laughs> zombie tag run. And then wrapping it all up with a bow with some nice Italian food. Hey, oh. That was so good. Now I want spaghetti, even oh. though I'm not hungry. I know. We should. I, I kind of want it again. Let's not talk about it more because I want it more. Yeah. Anyway, y'all should check it out. It's at the corner of Grant and Green. Sodini's. They don't take reservations, but the wait's worth it. Absolutely. Well, there's never really a wait, but like it's. Oh. Sometimes well, there's a way. Anytime I've gone, they've been like, hey, oh, come on in. They have a seat over here. Probably because of your outstanding Italian accent. I know, right? Like, I, that's, I probably look at, I, it's probably actually my look. I look a little, you know, Mediterranean. It's my yeah, people. That's true. So anyway, feel free to follow us on the, uh, the old Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters. We are This SF Life on Twitter and Facebook. This SF Life Podcasts on instagram go to our website thisslife.com subscribe on itunes and google play and you know, write it. us a review and if you have any uh if you have any thoughts you know feel free to comment on our episode there or any future topics any topics or we are always in the market for new things to talk about other than just ourselves we don't want to be narcissists all the time all the time no just most of it just just some just most of it yeah again we live in san francisco it's true it is a beautiful city anyway look forward to hearing from y'all and we hope everybody has a fantastic week or weekend or whenever you're listening to us and we will talk to y'all later yeah sounds good all right bye